You know our slogan around here is better practice, better life. But we're taking this belief to the next level. And we've recently announced the creation of a new association. It's called the Best Practices Association. Our association celebrates the mindset that is better practice, better life. This mindset celebrates time, healthy living, personal growth, clinical excellence, and impacting the lives of your patients and your team through intentional leadership. In fact, we are the work-life balance experts in dentistry. The BPA will coach independent dental practices like yours to thrive by sharing best practices and operational habits, behaviors, systems, tools, and insight that lead to profitability and sustained growth, and you can still have a life. So if you're a dentist that wants to surround yourself with great thinkers, let us help you create your own version of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, 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 yo. Hey guys, welcome back to another awesome edition of the Best Practices Show podcast. My name is Kirk Barrett, where we're gonna continuously bring you great thoughts to help you improve your practice and improve your life from some people that are doing some pretty cool stuff. And today I introduce you to a new friend, Dr. Stephen Kufferman. He has created a solution, not the solution, but a solution for the great resignation. Do you hate that term? And it hasn't been more difficult than ever to figure out how to handle the labor challenges. Well, this is a great episode. He shares his insight and some of the things that he did as a possible solution to some of the challenges you're dealing with. So hope you guys enjoy the episode. We'll see you soon. Welcome back to the Best Practices Show podcast. You know what's so fun? I just appreciate you guys showing up. And uh, our show is about one thing, just helping you find great resources, great thinkers, you know, great leaders in dentistry to help you cre create a better practice and a better life. And if you're tired of hearing this phrase, the great resignation, I know you've heard it a lot. I have. Um, we might have a solution for you. So I got a new guest on today. And in full transparency, Stephen, you and I have never met. Stephen Kupferman. So you're an oral surgeon in California. Is that correct? That's correct. All right, cool. I, you know, I, I love just winging it. So tell our listeners, like, I, I want to know, give us a little bio because my team did some research and I'm like, this guy's got some good stuff. So I'm like, get him on. So who are you? What do you do? Give us a little background. Sure. So uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm an oral and maxillofacial surgeon. I practice uh, in Los Angeles. Um, I went to dental school and medical school and uh, did, uh, a uh, oral and maxillofacial surgery residency program. And then I, um, I worked for uh, Kaiser Permanente, a large uh, medical uh, 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 conglomerate here in, in California uh, for a couple of years. And then I opened up a private practice of oral and maxillofacial surgery from scratch in 2009 uh, and um, just, uh, you know, grew it to now six surgeons and, uh, um, all in one office, um, a very unique practice. Um, and uh, somewhere along the way, I uh, realized um, that I needed to uh, 
have an answer to uh, the predecessor to the Great Resignation, which was dealing with a lot of people and a lot of staff, mm. uh, and that's that's kind of um, where you know where things are at. And um, uh, and uh, I'm still practicing full time. I see patients uh, four days a week. I operate two days, and I do a clinic uh, where I see consultations and follow ups the other two days a week. And uh, um, and then I have one day where I just kind of do some, you know, some of my own thing, you know, go to the cleaners, get a haircut, you know, things like that. Well, I like your haircut. So it's pretty easy, you know, <laughs> that's awesome. It is. It's quick. It's yeah. quick. That's awesome. So I'm guessing you had, you were working on this before COVID, you know, this was something that was, give us a little like state of the union, like what, so you've done some remarkable things since 2009 that's quite the business you've built. So what prompted you? to do this, you know, from the old, you know, situation to the new situation, what, what prompted it? Yeah. So, uh, I have a, you know, I, I love oral surgery. Um, it's a passion of mine. Um, I, I just enjoy every day of it. And, um, uh, you know, after several years, when you get your, you know, thousands of hours, uh, under, under your belt, um, you know, surgery becomes pretty easy. Uh, even the more complicated surgeries become easy. You don't have to, you know, read up on things before. And, and, um, and, and the most complicated part of my practice became um, running it. Uh, I have uh, great partners, um, but I had always done the management for the practice. Uh, and, um, and, and I enjoyed it. Um, uh, it was something that I liked doing, that I was good at. Um, but it just got to a point where there were just too many people. Um, I had so many, uh, you know, real estate is expensive in L.A. and Century City and um, and 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 just dealing with um, people's personalities in the office, showing up, not showing up, managing the day to day and having all these tasks that are on our plates and trying to get the manpower to get them all done just became um, just became the hardest thing for me to do. So I just started to try to find out other ways in which that could be done. And I'm an avid reader of the, the white coat investor. Uh, and, um, and I had saw, I saw something there and I saw a few other, you know, maybe pop-ups or things, um, about using virtual, uh, staff to, uh, to help grow and scale businesses and, and, and practices. Um, and, uh, I just, uh, I just started doing it and, 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 and I ran with it and then ultimately starting, started my own company, um, doing, doing the same thing. Yeah. And so naturally there's a lot of resistance and stories you tell yourself with virtual stuff, like how the heck they going to even understand what we're doing. I'm sure you went through all that, right? Oh yeah. I mean, you know, you just go back and forth in your mind. Um, you know, can I do this? Can I not do this? Are they going to be able to do this? Are they not going to be able to do this? You know, how are they going to help me? Is it worth the money? You know, um, you know, security, you know, I'm not going to meet them. Who are they? And, and, um, but you know, sometimes you just got to take a leap of faith and, 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 and try something out and, and you won't know that whether it's effective or not until you actually try it. Um, and, and that's really what, what happened with me. I, I had this incredible first virtual assistant, um, who still works for me to this day, um, who, uh, just was just so dedicated. Um, he was, um, one of the, you know, he, to this day is one of the best employees I've ever had, um, just does everything that he can to make, you know, make my life easier, make my practice run better. Um, and, and he actually runs all of my virtual assistants in my office of which I have somewhere in the 13, 14, 15, um, of them. And, uh, and he, he's the manager, he manages all of them and manages most of the practice actually. 
Um, and I just took a leap of faith on him and he's just been great. He's been an incredible, um, uh, um, assistant for me. Um, and, um, uh, and so, yeah, you just really have to take, take a leap of faith on, on it. Yeah. So break down some of the tasks. My first thought is like, I just need somebody to organize my personal life, you know, and do a lot of those things. Did you delineate between personal and professional? And then did you start breaking down some of the um, tasks with obviously a surgical assistant that might be a little tough to do virtually, but uh, what were some of the tasks that came to mind right away when you started to do this? Yeah. Well, well, first, um, the first thing was really to just get life in order a little bit, you know, try to get a hold of things and put things in perspective and, and, you know, teach, teach him. And then the subsequent ones a little bit about oral surgery. Um, they usually just come knowing about medicine and, you know, they're medical professionals in the, in the Philippines. And, um, so initially I would just, you know, kind of got them on board and, you know, gave them materials. I purchased some courses and things like that, uh, and had them review it and, the great thing about a virtual assistant is that everything's recorded. So, um, so you can just record your training sessions with them and then that institutional memory gets passed on very easily. Um, so, um, so once I started to, you know, get, get things under control, uh, you know, the easiest thing to give them was things like getting benefits and, uh, and, and, and revenue cycle stuff. I mean, that, that has become, you know, in, in my mind, something that, should not be done by somebody sitting and taking up real estate in your office. That's a job that should be done remotely um, from start to finish. Um, and so that was really where things got started. Um, and, and, and that's the easiest way to really get into the virtual assistant um, uh, space is to have them do revenue cycle, benefits, verification, and things like that. Yeah. You know, cause um, we, I have so many questions, like we could take this and make this a three hour show, but like the average, um, benefits verification phone call. Like you probably have some data on that. Like how long is that? I've heard some people talk about it. Give us some insight. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, it's really, <laughs> you're at the mercy of the, uh, of the company that you're calling. Uh, they are often, um, hampered by the great resignation more so than the dental offices. And so they, they don't have people to, to answer phones. Most of their work is also, um, done offshore. Um, and sometimes, uh, that you can wait 15 minutes just to get somebody on Delta dental or somebody on, on, on some, some sort of other payer. Um, so, um, so 15 minutes, um, is, is a, is a good day, I think for benefits verification, uh, you know, unless you're using some sort of online portal, which oftentimes you don't really trust anyway, or most offices don't trust, especially if you're doing a big case of some sort. So, right. um, so 15 minutes, uh, is, is, is par, you know, I think for benefits verification, um, and it could be longer. Um, so that's what, that's what we've seen. Um, and so that's what we've, we've done. We've, we've utilized our offshore team to do that exclusively. Um, and that's been, that's been fantastic, but, but this, that's really just where it starts, I think, because right. that's really the easiest thing to do. Yeah. So you started there. Where did it grow and evolve to? Well, um, you know, it, it evolved, you know, once I started, once I realized that I knew that this was something that was big, I actually just picked up and went to the Philippines. 
I went there and I met my virtual assistants. And um, what was so interesting to me was, you know, the the country is really this is their industry. You know, we're in here in L.A. It's Hollywood. You know, in uh, you know in Michigan, it's the auto industry. Um, in the Philippines, in Manila, it's virtual assistants. That's their business. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember when I got there, you know, I, I showed up at the hotel and they were, you know, I had three or four at the time and they were like waiting there for me and they like grabbed, you know, I'm, I'm six foot four, you know, I'm, I'm a big guy. Um, these, they were shorter, much shorter than me. They grabbed my arm and, and, and said, Dr. Kupferman, you're real, you're real, you know? <laughs> I mean, to them, they, we were as virtual to them as they are to us, you wow. know? And so, um, and so it was, um, you know, it was just, it was just amazing to see the, you know, the gratitude that they had for, for the work that I was providing to them and, and, and how seriously they took it. And once, and then once I, you know, met them and, and spent, and spent a lot of time, I said, you know, this is really, this is the next big thing. And, and I just sort of took it on and, and, you know, I, and, and, you know, to, to answer your question, you know, I, I, you know, I went from there to, to, to accounting and to bookkeeping and to marketing and to, um, HR and, um, and, and scribing and letter, you know, letters and notes and reports. And I mean, the, the, the tasks are endless. Obviously they can't be a dental assistant. They can't be a medical assistant. They can't take blood pressures and, and vital signs and, and, and suction for you. And, uh, and, um, you know, choose the, uh, the shade of composite that you're going to be uh, using that day. But, um, but everything else that's running, in the practice can all be done, almost all be done, uh, be done virtually. Obviously, if you have a very small practice, you only need one person, that's fine. But right. the tasks are immense to run, uh, to run a practice. Yeah. And one of the inherent challenges of running a dental practice, if you break down your overhead, it's always going to be the largest component is going to be labor. And I'm, I'm always a fan of finding the right people, putting them in the right seats. And then as your practice grows, these right people who are so sweet and near, near, you can see how exhausted they are. You know what I mean? By doing all of these tasks that aren't in their circle of expertise. And so what was your learning in sourcing, you know, or outsourcing? What'd you learn as you started to develop this infrastructure? Anything that comes to mind that was a huge epiphany? Well, you know, like you said, the, the people that are kind of running your practice, they don't like to do sort of mundane tasks. That's right. what burns them out, you know? Um, and so what you end up doing um, when you're utilizing virtual staff, is you can really promote the people that are there, move them to sort of higher level uh, tasks, um, do more to retain them, pay more to retain them while putting these other tasks of sort of just for example, sitting on the phone waiting for a Delta Dental to answer, um, you know, have somebody else doing that so that they can greet patients, which I think a lot of people who are in your office love to do. They, they love the patient interaction, um, even though they're not sort of caring for the patient or not suctioning or, or you know, um, making a temporary crown. But they love the patient interaction, the administrative staff. And so, you, you know, you, you want to keep them as long as possible, retain them. And using virtual assistance allows you to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, so many questions, obviously in the Philippines, you went there just to kind of say, I need to see this, make sure this works. Was there a language barrier? Was there a writing barrier or not so much? Because I have interact and they're pretty sharp. Like it's pretty amazing how you don't really feel that gap. But what was your experience? 
well, you know, the first language in the Philippines is English. So, um, you know, they, they, they have Tagalog, which is their, you know, their language, but everybody learns English from day one in school. So um, that is the official language of, uh, of the Philippines. So, um, so language is not a barrier. Now, they use different words for different things, just like they do in the UK, for example, or in Australia. But, um, but language is not a barrier at all, uh, not to get around the country and, and not, uh, not to talk to anybody from the, from there. Um, uh, you know, most of their, you know, they're, they are healthcare oriented country, you know, they, they care for people. That's, that's what Filipinos are known to do. Uh, in many other countries, they employ people from the Philippines to care for people. So they are, they're, they're healthcare centered. Everything there is healthcare centered. And so these, um, you know, the virtual assistants that I have are generally in the healthcare field to begin with before we even do any training for them on U.S. healthcare. Um, they're healthcare um, trained um, at the outset, whether they're nurses or therapists or physical therapists or, or whatever it may be, dental assistants or dentists. They're already trained healthcare professionals, um, and so that's what they do in that country. Um, that's their, those are their, um, their main industries. Yeah. And they act as, as representatives of your business. It's infinitely scalable. I would imagine, you know, if they ever lose somebody or it's not, you know, I think about all the people that you hire, you bring in and uh, you're like, oh my gosh, I've been training him for four months and now they've moved or something like that. Uh, I think every entrepreneur starts to learn, okay, this is a task that we need to have infinitely scalable. And I'd like to ask you like about some of the how. Like, how does this work? Like, do you have a software that manages all of it? Do you do it through Trello? Um, you know, I'm curious about the marketing one. Like a lot of these that you mentioned make a lot of sense. You know, the revenue cycle, the benefits, HR. Oh my God, somebody put a fork in my eye on the HR one. You know, so like uh, those are like really tough, but other things that require you know, a little bit more, uh, I don't even know what the word is, but like marketing? Give me a give me a little sample on that. Like like, what kind of marketing tasks? Sure. So um, you know, in my practice uh, as a referral based practice, you know, um, people don't generally wake up and say, "I need an oral surgeon." Right? Um, they uh, they generally will say, "My mouth hurts. I got to go to the dentist." They go to the dentist and they see your wisdom tooth is inflamed and you need to go to the oral surgeon. Um, so we're a, we're a referral based practice. Most oral surgery practices are referral based. Um, uh, obviously with, you know, the internet that's changed a little bit, but mo for the most part, they're referral based. So we used to have somebody who would go and communicate with offices on a day-to-day -day basis, spending every day, uh, visiting offices, just saying, Hey, how's it going? Dr. Smith, uh, just checking up, making sure that everything's going well with the patients you're sending over to Dr. Kupferman, et cetera, et cetera. And, and all dentists kind of know, know about this, um, you know, endodontists, periodontists, Oral surgeons. Uh, this is a blood, you know, lifeline of our practices. So uh, in LA, that's not so easy to do. Somebody's got to find parking. Uh, in Manhattan, it's not easy to do. In any big city, it's not it's not easy to do to go office to office talking to the, these referrals. So, um, and then with COVID, I realized. Um, because my the person that would go office to office decided that she was going to resign. Um, and so um, I said, well, you know, I'm just going to hire somebody from the Philippines to do this for me and use 
DoorDash uh, or Uber Eats to send some cookies or, or, or whatever it is to these referring offices uh, and just do that on an ongoing basis. Uh, and so that's what I did from, for marketing. Um, you know, all the other marketing stuff, you know, making, you know, brochures and taking out ads or whatever else you're doing for marketing can be done remotely, of course. Um, but visiting offices is harder or bringing cookies or, or asking offices is a little harder. Um, but if you think out of the box a little bit and you, you know, you get a DoorDash account and you call and, um, uh, or you use companies. There are companies that will will deliver lunch to 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 um, to businesses. Forget medical or dental businesses. Deliver lunch and have a virtual lunch meeting. Um, there are companies that do that on a day to day basis now, um, uh, especially and, and they've taken off during during the pandemic because uh, you know it's much easier to have a company send lunch to ten people and then meet on Zoom for sure. Um, especially in high traffic areas like California, New York, Chicago, and, and all those other uh, places. So, um, so marketing is, is easy if you think out of the box a little bit. Yeah. And I'm just so curious on how you manage all this, you know, is it done through an app? Do you, is it, you know, is it an agency based type of thing where you're, I would imagine this one per person you mentioned them before is the point person on all of them. So as new needs develop, you go through your point person, they organize it through some type of communication system. And then, you know, you hear about these, um, sometimes they don't charge you for the whole hour. They only charge you for time that's used. Give us a little perspective on what you learned through all of that. So, yeah. So, you know, because I'm a larger like multi-doctor practice, um, I have a, you know, a virtual assistant who manages my virtual assistants um, because it's a, you know, a large uh, operation. Um, uh, so internally, um, you know, we use, um, you know, our practice management system, we use communication tools. Uh, there's so many out there, whether you're using zoom or Slack or Microsoft teams or, or whatever it is, you can, you can do all those sorts of things. So internally, um, that that's very easy to do phone systems, uh, soft phones, um, you know, technology allows this all to be done communication meetings. It's all very, very simple and you can choose your app, um, uh, uh, for for communications and management, um, from uh, you know from on, on my the business side, um, we have um, you know dashboards and platforms that are um, that are used to uh, to help uh, you know keep everything you know together um, and uh, you know track uh, um, track the work, track the progress, track the productivity of each and every virtual assistant. Um, so that that all exists. It's all it's, it's all there. Wow. That's awesome. What do most people get wrong about this concept? You know, cause you probably run into a lot of people. I've tried that, you know, um, what do most dentists fundamentally get wrong about this concept? Well, I think it's, I think it's really new. And I think a lot of people generally are hesitant to try something new. Um, you know, most, uh, most dentists, um, you know, they, they have, let's say a smaller operation and they don't need it. They don't, they don't feel that they need it because they've got one person working up front and maybe one in the back and, or two in the back or three in the back. And, and they, they don't know that the person up front is overwhelmed and, and, and so sort of holding things together on their own and that they could use a little help and, and at, 
whatever, if you, you know, ten dollars an hour, fifteen dollars an hour, whatever it is, um, you know, uh, they, they can use that help. So I think that that's probably where where people, you know, get it wrong is you, you think that everybody's doing fine until they they leave and they say, gosh, you know, I'm working too hard, or you know, uh, you know, I'm you know, I'm resigning. Um, you know, I think that that's where where I think a lot of people get it wrong. Um, just thinking that it's just not for them or that, um, you know, I, I can't, I can't do this. Yeah. One of the things that I learned as we, and you can probably speak to this, I took this test, it was called the Colby test. And so I learned, I was really good at starting things, but the guy who interpreted it, he's like, you're the worst on the planet on follow through. So I'm like, oh, okay. And what I learned later on was follow through is an incredible part of any business is making promises and following through. And when you outsource to a great assistant like this, they're relentless about you know, making sure the pieces get picked up later, that promises are kept, that follow-up is made. Is that what you found in, in doing that? Was that a huge relief for you? Yeah, tremendous. Um, uh, you know, just the ability to um, communicate with somebody who's sort of overseeing everything when you've got like a large, you know, a large enterprise. Um, it, yeah, it's, it's um, you know, when you, when you have somebody who's responsible for task management, um, things get done you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, you know, that it's, it's, that's been, a, you know, a, a tremendous, um, tremendous asset, at least for me in my practice. Yeah, absolutely. Well, how does it work? Like, I got to ask you, like, how does this work? Do you help other dentists with this? Like, or is this just in your practice? Like, how does it work? If I'm a dentist listening and I'm like 35, Steven, I'm struggling. I'm growing. Like, I don't even know where to start. What would you say to me? I would say, um, you know, give yourself like a day, a weekend day, um, hire a virtual assistant, uh, which does not take long. Um, it, those things are all done basically via email and a quick zoom session interview, and then grab a weekend day or a a late evening or whatever, and just sort of sit down and tell your virtual assistant all the things about your practice, everything that you need. Um, that's, that's not getting done. Think, think of the things that, you know, you know, every dentist has like, you know, things on their mind that they wanted to do, want to do, and they're just not happening. And, um, just download that, like in a conversation, um, uh, with your new virtual assistant and just say, these are the things I want to do. This is, these are my goals, the things I want to get done. And, um, you know, tell them about your practice, tell them about yourself, you know, give them the institutional memory, have it recorded on your zoom session, have the, have the virtual assistant record it. They'll store it on your Microsoft uh, account or whatever you give them. And, uh, and just let them, let them run it from there. Have them start doing their work and, and you'll see they'll, they'll, they'll earn their keep. They want to do it because the job you're giving them is far better than the job they're going to get back home. Yeah. And they're just so honored, um, to, to, to be helping. Uh, so that to me is the way to go. Um, you know, the, the simplest things like hygiene recall, um, getting patients in that have treatment plans that are not completed, that the person up front just doesn't have time to do. Um, and all these little tasks that you have on your mind in your, in your email and your, in your, in your inbox, um, pass them off. They'll, they'll get, they'll get it done. Yeah. So go back. To, you said something at the beginning. So, are you saying I can just jump on 
to a Zoom call and that's, you know, I don't have to be really prepared. I don't have to write the entire system. We're just going to record a video and that becomes the institutional memory or system. They'll take that, repeat it and make them repeatable, scalable processes from you just talking and describing the process. Is that typically how it works for the most part? Well, that's how, that's how I did it. I mean, everybody has the ability to do things how they want to do it. Um, some people will hand them books and, and hand them eBooks and things to read. Um, to me, I think, um, you know, I've always struggled, um, with the transmission of institutional information along the way. You know, I started with one employee in 2009, and the things that I discussed with that employee are gone, right? Um, the the goals that I had, the uh, um, the the information uh, you know that had gone from you know employee to employee is a game of telephone, and it, it doesn't always uh, trans translate. But if you're having your first session with a virtual assistant, that's all recorded, right? You can record it all. You can tell them everything and, and then they'll remember it. They'll watch it. They'll share it with the next virtual assistant. And all of that becomes much more scalable rather than just handing them a, uh, an employee manual or uh, whatever book you, you know, you have your standard operating procedure book or whatever it happens to be in your practice. So um, this becomes much more, um, you know, easy to watch and it gives your new scaled virtual assistants time to sit and watch. And, you know, that first week when somebody's there, like you don't have time to train them. You expect the next, the person that's already sitting in your office to train the next person, but you don't know what they're telling them. Right. Um, and so during that first week, you can have your virtual assistant watch all these videos that you've recorded with your first virtual assistant. Yeah. I love this. I would like, I have so many thoughts. I'm like, I got to get rid of this. I got to stop doing this. I, um, and then I would imagine as an entrepreneur, your brain's going hundred miles an hour all the time. Are you just like totally uploading things or adding things to the list? Maybe on a Sunday morning when you probably should be sleeping or I, I'm telling you that cause I do that. I'm like, I, I just got to get this out of my head. You know, it's, it's, it's running around in my head. I just got to get it out. And then, uh, they'll take it and run. And I would imagine a lot of these tasks that you pass to your virtual assistant, they don't go, Oh my gosh, do I have to do this type of a thing? They're probably pretty happy to receive these tasks. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They, they, they just want, they want, they, they want more, you know, they're, they're thirsty for as much work as you can possibly give them uh, because they'll, they know that you'll know if they're not doing something, you know, um, they'll, they know that you'll know if they're not getting, getting things to, to do. So, um, uh, so yeah, it becomes very rewarding. Yeah. This is awesome. So how does it work? Like, do you, is this your own private service? Is it a public service? Like, is it a, um, I don't even know. Like, in <laughs> well, there, there's, uh, there's obviously many companies out there. The one that I started is called Medva, um, M E D V A. Um, you can easily just go online to our company, you know, medva.com, www.medva.com. And then, um, you know, just fill out a little form and they'll get back to you within 24 hours and have, you know, people, uh, virtual assistant, uh, interviews and resumes within that amount of time for you to call and speak and, and speak to and set up, uh, interviews for. Yeah. Same type of thing. You set up a point person or would you hire individual people or you could probably do a combination of both, right? 
Yeah, I mean, it depends on your your you know the size of your, of your practice. You know, if if you have a large practice, um, you know, you may you may want to interview two or three people um, or four or five people and hire two of them. If you have a small practice and you're just looking for one person, just you know, ask for three resumes. And uh, usually, the resumes come with some sort of like digital uh, video resume, and then um, you just you'll just interview them, uh, you know, the, that day, the next day. And, um, they're, you know, they're ready. The people, at least in our, in our business, they're already waiting. We have people who have already been trained and they're in a pool that are waiting to be hired. So, um, so, so they're ready, they're ready to go. Um, uh, so it really just depends on what you're looking for. Yeah. Very cool. I love this. I really enjoyed this a lot. Like any last thoughts you have on this concept of outsourcing, some of these tasks, any, anything you'd share? I, I think all I would share is, um, you know, I think that, um, the, the real innovation is that these are people who are really working for you. You're, you're not as much outsourcing them as you are really just hiring people who are working remotely. They happen to be in the Philippines, but they're going to be people who are working specifically for you. I think, outsourcing where you sort of sign up with a, an agency and, and and they're answering your calls or they're you're, you're faxing them or, or or emailing them information to work on and they're working on stuff for you and and stuff for somebody else um that that's not an that's, to me that's not an ideal situation i think the real ideal situation is to find a company that is going to provide people that are working specifically for you they are your employees you tell them what time you know what your hours are what you want them doing for you specifically um and they're working specifically for you and you, you take care of them like any other employee. Yeah. This has been great, Steven. I really enjoy this. I, I didn't know what we were going to run into, but I, I trust my team enough. They're like, no, this is good stuff. You should. So thanks for being on here. I really appreciate it, buddy. Oh yeah. My pleasure. Thanks a lot. Yeah, absolutely. So stick around. We say goodbye to everybody else. But hey, guys, if you weren't taking notes, don't worry. We're taking notes for you. So if you're listening on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, don't worry about it. Just flip up to the notes. You'll see everything that we talked about is in the notes. There'll be links to uh, Stephen's uh, company, what he referred to. So I'm encouraging you to check it out. Uh, keep sending us suggestions for things that you guys want to see on the horizon. You're going to see we've got a great lineup coming uh, your way. And until we hear from you, or you hear from us next time, or you see us next time, or whenever we get together next time. You guys keep watching, keep enjoying the best practice show. You guys enjoy your day. So there you have it. Another great episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, and thank you for showing up. I just want to thank you for being here and sharing the good word with your friends. And if you're really enjoying the podcast, could you do me a favor? Could you go to wherever you consume the podcast and just give us a four or five star review? Here's what that does. It allows us to find other great people like you. I love this profession so much. I'm going to spend the rest of my professional life finding great information so that you can consume it and your friends can consume it so that you can create a better practice and a better life. So keep spreading the word and we will see you guys soon. Have a great day, everybody. <laughs>